A very warm welcome to all our viewers. Welcome to Sentinel's Newsmakers. We have been having discussions. We have been talking about the present education scenario. We have been talking about the online classes, how our children have been faring the problems that they have been facing. Today's show, we are specifically going to discuss, focus on the issue of the impact of online classes on the physical and mental health of our children. Of course, what appears to each one of us is that in the months to come, online classes are going to be there. Online classes is going to stay on for some time longer. Therefore, maybe it is high time for us to look at, is there an alternate to online classes? If not, then how to strike that right kind of balance between you know, educating our children as well as helping them with their health, uh, a healthy well-being, you know, as far as their mental and physical well-being is concerned, how to strike that right balance there. So all of these issues are what we are going to talk about today. And to do that, I have some of the brightest minds from the ed education space of Gohanti joining me today on the show is doc, uh, Dr. Banashri Bardaloi. She is with the Department of Political Science and Social Sciences, Sanskriti, the Gurukul Gohati. Welcome, Dr. Banashri, to the show one more time. Also joining me today is Meher Ishrat Amin. She is the teacher, TGT, Department of Economics and Social Sciences, DPS Gohati. Meher, welcome one more time. Both ladies joining me for the second time. Very nice to have you both on board once again. Also, I would like to welcome Dr. Mridushmita Datta. She is the PGT uh, Biology with the Royal Global School, Guwahati. Welcome to the show, Mridushmita. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Pleasure. And there's Dr. Rashmi Barwad. She is the Associate Professor, Business Management, USTM. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rashmi Barwa. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. And to talk about all about our, you know, to address the concerns as far as the mental health of our children are concerned and the stress they are going through, I have with us today on the show, Dr. Sangeeta Dutta. She's the consultant psychiatrist. Sangeeta, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to Newsmakers one more time. But... Pleasure. But before I open the discussion, let's go across to few of our students, few of our children. Let's hear it from them. What do they have to say as far as the online classes are concerned? Let us first go across to Kolkata. I will be joined by Bettina Lihir Hatkwa. She is a class five student. She is a fifth standard student. She is with the GD Birla Center for Education, Kolkata. Hi, Birina. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. So having a lot of fun at home now that there's no school or are you missing yeah. your friends? I am. You're missing your friends? It, You're missing, yeah? Initially it was fun, but as days are passing by and the lockdown is getting extended, it is getting really boring. Really? And you're missing your teachers as well? Yes. 
All right. Birina, tell us something about the online classes that you all are doing now. Uh, what do you think about these classes? Are you happy? Uh, are you, uh, do you feel that you are learning a lot now, sitting at home, doing the online classes? Or you prefer the earlier, you know, physical classes, your school? I prefer the physical classes. Okay. Why so? Because uh, during the online classes, due to network issues, sometimes you can't join the class and it becomes really difficult to cope up with the class. And if we have queries, the teacher can ask only few of us because there is a time limit and after that, the class gets disconnected. Okay. All right. Now, another thing, Birina, I would want to uh, know from you, you know, the, uh, you have classes of up to 40, 45 minutes, right? So do you yes. think, you know, doing these classes back to back, are these really hurting, maybe hurting your eyes? Do you get exhausted? Are you facing any such problem? No, I'm not. But few of my friends, my classmates yeah. are because they already have eye problems. So okay. it's hard for them. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Birina, for joining us. Would you like to share anything else? I'd like to thank all my teachers. They are always with us and also thank them for teaching us how to mm, how to adapt with new situations. All right. Okay. All the best and thank you once again for joining me on the show. Take care. Thank Bina you Bina. for having me. Pleasure. Okay. Okay, now let's bring in Ananya Count. She's a 12th standard student uh, uh, with the, uh, she's with Royal Global School Gohati. Hi, Ananya. Thank you so much for joining me. So, Ananya, give us, hi, evening. Give us your perspective as a student of class 12. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this whole online classes? And you're very much aware of the discussions uh, that going on around this whole thing, this new thing, kind of new thing that all of you are handling at this point of time. Your thoughts, Ananya? Mom, I think at the end of the day, whatever we feel, if this is to be the new normal, we may as well adapt sooner than later. And of course, in the beginning, a lot of us were facing a lot of issues, be it missing that physical connect with teachers or with classmates. But at this point of time, because it's been so many months, I think we've fairly settled into the entire atmosphere. Okay. And, uh, um, and uh, also, as far as the you know class hours and all these things are concerned, you are pretty more uh, pretty much settled into that uh, format. At this point, yes, and I think that it helps to have um, shorter class hours because then you do get to take some time off for yourself in between. So um, yes, I think we're adjusting pretty well as of now, even for those who were facing um, issues related to network and all of that, they're pretty much coming around at this point. Okay, so uh, so are you, do you think that you know these online classes are helping you concentrate better? Are you learning better compared to a physical classroom? Ma'am, I think um, personally I would be more biased towards a physical classroom, but that's only because I've spent so many years surrounded by you know that kind of um, in in that sense. But um, right now, again, we have to adapt. So I don't 
I I don't think I'd say that we're not learning as much. Of course, we are in all thanks to whatever effort the teachers are putting in as well. So we are learning, but I would personally still prefer a physical classroom if given the opportunity. Right. And why why would you say so? You know, why do you prefer the physical one to the online one? Well, I think for even simple, I mean, simple reasons such as being able to interact with your teacher um, mm -hmm. in flesh, I think that yeah. goes to say a lot. And even with your peers, your classmates, your friends, you have that circle that you're so well accustomed to that sitting at home away from all these people, you crave that sense of um, belongingness, I think. So, which is why I would prefer this. Right. So basically what you're saying is that being amongst your teachers and your friends physically gives you that emotional comfort also. And you can yes, learn right. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you, Ananya. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. All right. So let us now go back to our panel. Of course, uh, we will be joined by one more student uh, in, later in the course of the show. Uh, let us just get all our panelists back on screen. Uh, all of them up there. So, of course, some good news, in fact, to start our show today with. Of course, I'm sure all of you are aware about the Human Resource Development Ministry's guidelines that has come in just yesterday, the Pragyata guideline, where they have capped the hours uh, there. So, uh, so as far as the guideline goes for classes one to eight, what the ministry has suggested is uh, two sessions of 45 minutes each. And for classes nine to 12, which is 30 to 45 minutes uh, sessions. Now, what do you think? I would like to start with Dr. Banashree Bargulon. What do you think about these guidelines? Do you think some of whatever concerns that we have been having will get addressed now? Good evening, Ms. Oja. Thank you for having me once again. So first of all, I would like to uh, like, no, reflect myself that the whole purpose of education is to turn mirrors into windows. That means the virtual world is an obstacle, actually. And we want that, like, no, that obstacle to be turned into a reality. But we are adapting to the online education out of compulsion not out of choice. So that is our compulsion. So we have to go through it. And I'm very happy when the students told their like the view of the education world. So they are also missing the physical classroom. Yes. And in a way, yesterday's like no, this thing where I was so happy to see when the morning newspaper, when Pragyata was announced, where somehow down the line, we were also a little worried about our students because they were psychologically bugged down they were like having issues like eye problems and all long sitting out although we were having 20 minutes in between is a different issue but this is a very good welcoming impact for our education world and if all of us can sit together and come to a solution where we can time our like timetables properly that will be a very positive impact because for class 12s also, they have come up to at least 9 to 12. They've come up a maximum of three hours. Of course, we teachers have to work a lot to make it like possible, both online, offline, that thing. But in a way, it is very good for the students' perspective, from their perspective. So it is a very welcoming impact for us. 
Right. Uh, Dr. Medusmita Datta, so these new guidelines uh, will get uh, implemented. Is it, is it effective Im immediately? How is it going to roll out? Okay. Uh, thank you for inviting me in this panel once again. Uh, we were really happy to go through the guidelines yesterday. And that uh, I am privileged to be associated with an institution whose leaders, especially our principal ma'am, is a visionary leader because uh, our primary, pre-primary and grade one classes, they are already having two sessions per day. And uh, secondly, the middle class, we are having the middle school, we are having uh, four sessions, but out of that, one session is allotted every day for, you know, for activities and uh, yoga or exercise. And uh, for seniors, it's true, we have four online sessions, but at the same time, 40 minutes of session, with a break of 20 minutes in between. So we were really happy to see that uh, our system, whatever we have chosen, whatever um, ma'am and management has decided, is really complying with the uh, Ministry of Human Resource Development guidelines. So we were happy. And regarding the impact of these online classes, of course, we know it's, uh, there is an underlying effect on health. So we are really very mindful and uh, about the three aspects of health, that how it is affecting the physical, emotional, and even the social aspect of the health, because we all know these are the three aspects that we deal with uh, related to health. So what we have decided and how we do is, in pre-primary, like the teachers are very sensitive, they start the class with uh, prayers, and then they give enough time within that session to interact with the students so that the students can share their emotions, whatever they are feeling being at home. And, uh, you know, and uh, the teaching pedagogy that they are following involves a lot of uh, total physical response. I mean, a lot of activity-based learning so that uh, they are comfortable, they adapt well gradually, and we are not much worried. We are concerned, but we are not much worried about, you know, about the academics at right, uh, right now with the pre-primary and all. So we are focusing more on the soft skills, the life skills that you raise your hands, you answer, you interact, so that they are comfortable. And of course, at last but not the least, we have to see that they gradually learn it. But uh, we are more focusing on their uh, how they adapt with the stress. And due to this, all these factors like eyes and all, of course, uh, that's 20 minutes break is uh, helping us a lot, stress. And uh, at the same time, we uh, keep on uh, telling them, motivating them about different guidelines. Like one is okay. a very simple I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. I will, uh, then you can elaborate on the rest of it, how exactly you people are going about helping uh, the children cope up with the stress as well as uh, ensuring mental and physical well-being of the children. Uh, Meher, what are your thoughts now? You know, last time around, we had real in-depth discussion. This time also, we are trying to focus on uh, you know, striking that right balance while educating, taking care of our children, which is why we have Dr. Datta or Dr. Sangeeta Datta also on the show, so that she can share, you know, some of, she can give us some of those most needed valuable tips at this point of time for teachers, for students, for parents, everybody. So, but before I go to Dr. Datta and also to Dr. Barua there, the Associate Professor, Meher, what are your thoughts at this point of time, these guidelines coming in? Do you think it's at least gonna, you know, 
take a little bit of the stress off the children as well as the yeah. teachers? Yeah, it's a welcoming guideline, definitely. All right. And then, like, uh, as uh, uh, Dr. Medusmita had already mentioned, like, our schools, uh, like her school, our schools also are almost in keeping with the guidelines that has been issued now. All right. But yes, there are certain nitty-gitties to be worked out. And then we will, in the process, in due course of time, we'll be coming out with, uh, uh, with the new policies, which are going to be uh, according to the guidelines issued, right? Uh, according, like, uh, if you ask me regarding striking a balance between mental health and uh, and uh, you know social physical health, everything, all right. How do we how do we cope up with that? How are we trying to organize our classes uh, yeah. on on those lines? So, uh, see, stress is something. Yes, it is in build, It is there in an online class, both for a student as well as a teacher. You know, if you take from a student's point of view as uh, one of the child, she had rightly mentioned there are so many network issues. This is one logistic problem that we are facing. All right. Network issue is one problem. You are in the class and suddenly you are, uh, the network gets disrupted and you're out of it. And you totally miss track of what is happening in the class. Right. And then and by the time you enter or the class almost gets over. So these are certain stressful things for a, for a child when, when a child is attending a, an online class, which does not happen in a physical class uh, absolutely does not happen uh, that, uh, that way right and for for a teacher again the stress what will happen if the child will not be able to come back to the class and, and uh, what if my my instructions go uh, you know go haywire it's it's not going to the child right so that is a stress stress built up on the on the teacher so uh, you know uh, these are these are uh, you know stress building situations that we face in an online class to cope up with that, again, like, uh, as I said, uh, we record the classes and then we yeah. have it there. And uh, for a mental balance, right, because mentally, yes, being confined to those four walls of the uh, of the room, uh, to that houses uh, where a child, you know, they, they have, uh, they, they are, they are supposed to have wings to fly now, right? So they, they are students and they are restricted within, within those confines so it is it is having a very negative impact on the mental health in yes. in a way that they are not being able to interact physically with their especially with their yes. uh, you know uh, with their classmates their friends so there is no venting out of those emotions you know they, they are very friendly the, the peer interaction is missing all right, right. so uh, right. for that what we can do like what we try to do is that in our online classes we try to add a personal touch like we uh, we take up some time where we interact like, like what have you done this today and then the, all the children they will come up with their inputs and this is how you know there is there is a kind of a light atmosphere created where we have a personal touch person interactions and then they come up with all their you know day-to-day uh, uh, -day activities and everything and they share and they feel lighter so this is how okay. we are trying to in a way trying to strike a balance right but before i go to dr rashmi barra because i have a whole you know different set of queries for you because uh, you are handling slightly senior students uh, students as well so there's a lot going on in the us as well you know with all those online classes the trump administration coming up with a new set of rules and regulations uh, there are quite a few things i would like to discuss with you but before i come to you i would like to go to dr sangeeta datta sangeeta you've heard the two kids there and also you are very well aware of what most of the parents concerns have been in the past few days since online classes have started 
like Meher also mentioned, and Ananya also mentioned that she, the Ananya is the student who was there initially in the beginning of the show. She she said that she's missing her to her friends, uh, that that you know being with the teachers and the friends together and learning together. So a lot of things that kids now are having to go through. So what do you think you know could be the solution to most of these things as far as the mental stress particularly is concerned? Okay, uh, Sangeeta, you'll have to unmute, unmute your mic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, am I audible? Yes. Yes, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like the two kids in the beginning of this show, they have been very open about how sad they have been not being able to go to their physical, you know, to their classrooms physically. I think most children these days, they're not happy with their online classes if they compare it to their the previous traditional uh, kind of, you know, classroom classes that they used to have. But the point here is that we cannot compare the both. We cannot compare the two. Uh, because as someone rightly said, um, online classes is a need of the hour now. It is not a choice. It is a compulsion. Looking at the current scenario of COVID-19, lockdown, etc., etc., we have to resort to online classes if we have to keep this learning process, you know, continuously, you know, the learning process uh, active. Otherwise, learning stops there because for uh, even very young children or for even high schoolers or let's say even people who are going to college, they will need to learn something every day. Otherwise, they lose contact with their curricular studies. So that's how we have to understand that here we cannot compare between what is better, you know, between online classes and physical classes. Definitely going to physically to classrooms is always better for children because it uh, emphasizes on the holistic development of children. When we talk about holistic development of children, it is not just about learning something. Uh, learning something curricular. It's about interacting with their uh, friends, classmates. It's about learning social skills. It's about learning conflict resolution skills because when you meet people, you will have conflicts. Then you will learn how to you know, resolve conflicts also, how to create a win-win situation. It teaches you to be emotionally intelligent. It teaches you assertiveness skills. It teaches you problem-solving skills because when we talk about life skills, we have to understand that students learn life skills mostly when they go to school and colleges because it is there that they interact with people and they learn how to uh, they learn all their coping strategies and life skills there now learning life skills is also a part of learning apart from the curricular studies now as i said that it is a need of the hour so we have to you know um, earlier we adapt or children learn to adapt to the new uh, new normal i would call it the new normal the better the more we don't accept it the more we don't adapt to it the more frustrated will be the more stressed out will be now uh, when we talk about health who's world health organization has defined health in three areas, uh, in four areas, sorry. Mm -hmm. They say that health is a state of complete physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being, and not merely the absence of any disease or infirmity, which means that not having a physical problem does not mean that I'm physically healthy. It is a sense of well-being which is necessary for me to actually be healthy. Yeah. Now, when it comes to online classes, 
as uh, two panelists have rightly mentioned this they said that physical health is being getting impaired emotional mm. health is getting impaired and so also social health is getting impaired now with these three areas getting impaired i think somewhere even spiritual health does get impaired somewhere so um, now when i talk about physical health because of the online classes of course with the new get guidelines coming in things are going to change for the better i'm sure and i'm very happy to know that uh, some of the very uh, the some of the institutes in guwahati they're already following the guidelines you know which is yeah. making learning child friendly also but having said that you know nowadays with online classes lifestyles are getting more sedentary which mean that children are having more of eye strain not because of the online classes per se also because children are now spending a lot of time not only in online class not only for online classes otherwise also they are getting almost addicted to the net internet so internet addiction is a new problem that i have been seeing of late more mm -hmm. of in, you know internet classes online classes now once the classes are over ideally they should get offline and they should get busy with other activities in their lives but yeah. some of the students somehow you know they now after they finish with their classes they go for online games or they go for youtube videos etc which means that Uh, online classes maybe four classes in a day will not lead to eye strain per se but if they are mm -hmm. abusing the internet because they are more exposed to the internet they are getting eye strain they are having backache because of their sedentary lifestyle and uh, some of them are even having you know problems of obesity etc so that right. is their sleep problems are there apart from that the emotional issues are there they are stressed out yeah. they are depressed they are anxious Uh, Dr. Sangeeta, there is a query that is coming. What yes. are your views? What are your views regarding today's directive uh, by the uh, Human Resource Development Ministry reducing the overall screen time for students? This is Debargha Roy who has written in. So this question I will have, I will pose to the rest of my panelists as well. So, Dr. Uh, Sangeeta, I am very happy about it. In one, yeah. in one word, I am very happy about it. We need to reduce this uh, amount, total amount of time that we spend online on, on yeah. screen because that will lead to some amount of reduction of eye strain, and more importantly, it is also going to, you know, reduce our sedentary lifestyle also to some extent. But there is a request yeah. also to all these students that apart from online classes, please try to stay active physically. because apart from online classes if you spend time uh, on the internet also for your gaming or for your or for watching youtube videos or activities like that that way you are going to put more stress on yourself both physically and emotionally please avoid that right uh, i'll come back to you dr sangeeta sure, let's sure. bring dr rashmi barwa in uh, dr barwa um, how have you all been handling this whole digital divide issue because uh, of course the other schools also but USTM has a lot of students who are from really far flung areas so how have you managed to handle this particular issue okay uh, good evening everyone first of all i would like to say thank you to ms goja for inviting me here and giving me the chance to talk in this forum and as we know that you know from the second week of march when government first country began shutting down schools colleges universities temporarily as a major concern of the state of this covid 19 it was supposed to be for uh, two weeks or for a month but now there is no certain when they will be open so beginning our teachers were completely confused like we were not going to go ahead 
because we are not so flexible. We are not knowing the methodologies regarding, you know, that teaching, learning, online teaching, and uh, assessment and evaluation process. But of course, our administration, especially the specialer, has guided us. And in fact, they have sent all of us for the online training. Uh, in fact, we have recently gone for that. MIT has sponsored one training, which is like, you know, related to MOOCs and Moodle and all. Even though we are going through this Google platform and all, there are some better online, you know, uh, things are there. So MOOCs and all, Moodle and all, we have gone for that. And if I talk about the students, uh, almost 90% students are they're happy with the connectivity. Of course, we are having 10% students who are not very happy with the connectivity. We are having that. But if you see now in India, no, we cannot ignore online learning because that statistics say almost 285 million learners are there in India. And it's a huge population. And out of that, 60% of people are staying in the rural areas. But again, out of that, 5% of students or the parents, they are having a smartphone nowadays. So, of course, the 10 15% people are there suffering. So, other than that, other people are somehow coping up with the situation. But what we feel? We as a teachers, we have to really think the all the things from student perspective also, because you know, if you see that Kerala incidents in this particular six, you know, three months from the twenty fifth of March, sixty six students have committed suicide because they were not happy with the online teaching. You know, they couldn't cope up with the online learning. However, if you see in Kerala, only thirty five people died due to COVID. So these figures, you know, Kerala and even closer home in Tripura, there were a couple of deaths because they couldn't get the smartphone. So, yeah. you know, all these things. So how do all of you uh, think that these things can be addressed? Do you think uh, that, uh, Mehir, I'll come to you first with this question. Do you think that uh, there's no alternative to online uh, classes at this point of time what are the thoughts because by now i'm sure each one of you each of your institutes must have started thinking on these lines there are you know, certain segment maybe maybe just barely five percent or maybe ten percent of your students must be from the underprivileged section of the society or from really remote areas so what has the thinking been now, Mehir, to you first. Uh, all right, I take this question. Uh, only thing, thing is that like most of our students, uh, they are from uh, this area itself, from Guwahati itself. So that way, that divide as we are talking about, that way we do not experience that much in our institution. But then there are certain students who have been staying in our hostels, so they are from remote areas like Arunachal, where of course there are network issues, there are many issues of that sort. So yes, there is brainstorming going on regarding how to bridge that gap, how to how, how to include them in this education system that we have devised as of now, right? So of course today it is the need of the hour, as everybody is saying. We can, we do not see any any other alternative in the near future. 
Yes, uh, I, I hope uh, the Russia's announcements regarding the vaccine holds good. We are all, uh, you know, we are keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, we are uh, that is the that is the way we can come come back to physical classes. As I uh, as I mentioned in the previous class, previous session as well, that like a vaccine only can bring back physical classes. That is my opinion. Today is the need of the hour. We have to. We have no other option. All right. And then, like, as you are talking, we are, we are more focusing on mental health today. So it is, uh, if I talk about uh, teachers, uh, the stress here, you can see teachers, it is not that teachers are only in two classes. You know, there, there, there is a constant battle that is going within a teacher. How to rope in all the students and get them, you know, the right for education. How to, how to, uh, you know, uh, give your best and see that uh, education is actually going. It is being fruitful, right? And then there is a brainstorming uh, uh, day in and day out. There is a brainstorming that is going on within you to come up with better ways, better devices, better alternatives, right? In these online classes only. And as for students, they are there is a boredom builder. As uh, the students, they have already mentioned, children, they have mentioned, you know, there is a boredom builder because they they are not being able to come out every day as they are coming coming out for a school. There are so many life skills, as Doctor had mentioned. There are so many life skills which are which are learned in the process, which is missing in an online class. Uh, no matter how much we try to give, uh, you know, give those personal touches, we try to involve them in physical activities, we try to, uh, you know, give them all required emotional support. Yet, yet that personal touch, that that uh, physical activity, or you say, though that environment cannot be created in an online class. Today, it is the need of the hour. We have to go about it. Uh, only thing is, what we can do is that you know uh, do all the brainstorming come out with better ways so that we can we can bring them uh, in uh, in a better way we can you know uh, uh, rope them in and uh, make them more proactive in the entire system that is what i think right. can be done right at the uh, moment. Yeah, uh, Dr. Sangeeta, uh, what would you suggest, what would your advice be uh, in coping with the kind of stress that our children are going through at this point of time? And um, also, you know, this whole, uh, because they are away from their friends, how much can you talk over the phone or how much of video calls can you do with your friends? It's never going to suffice. So what are your suggestions there? Uh, what I would say here, but before I go to this, uh, yeah. I have myself come across students who have, in fact, the parents of such students who are not so privileged. They used mm -hmm. to call me up at my mm -hmm. clinic and they used mm -hmm. to ask me like, uh, ma'am, what do we do? We don't have a smartphone at home. We never had one and uh, we don't even have Internet connectivity. So what do we do? Because our children keep on fighting for the whole day with us saying that we don't have this. We need this now. And we have also come across instances where students have actually committed, you know, they have ended their lives by committing suicide because they didn't have a smartphone or they did not have the network connectivity. And they thought that if, if they are left behind like this, so somewhere, you know, their future will be very bleak and it's better to die. So I've come across such instances and I have spoken to parents who actually have faced this um, situation also. My suggestion to them was, uh, for such families, it is, and, and for others also, it is very important to focus on what we have. 
uh, if they don't have a smartphone maybe they can make a call to their teacher and if the mm. teacher can help them actually guide them maybe not to the extent that a uh, online class would help them but at least yeah. help them and guide them in um, continuing with their studies at home maybe yeah. they can speak to their friends etc but it's very important for policy makers now to uh, like ma'am was talking about brainstorming to actually plan things out properly so that you know when we talk about right to education tomorrow even if it's one or two percent of people who are deprived they must not be deprived they should at least have a smartphone or they should have network connectivity because this situation is going to stay with us for some time maybe for the next few months or a year or so so i think along with other essential commodities having a smartphone or for that matter you know network connectivity will also be considered to be an essential facility or commodity in the near future so that is one thing apart yeah. from that how to manage the stress part you know stress in children in in students what is very important for us is that we need to talk to our children of different ages according to an age and development developmentally appropriate in an age and developmentally appropriate manner as to what covid-19 is all about why lockdown is essential why following um, the, the protocol of, of different rules and regulations like you know keeping your hands sanitized or wearing a mask or maintaining social distancing is important because in the first place if they do not understand as to why they are being kept at home uh, for so many days together they will be very frustrated their stress levels will be very high they are not being allowed to go outside and play even for very young children they are not meeting their classmates they are not meeting their contemporaries so we have to explain to them this is the scenario and again i repeat this explanation has to be in a age and developmentally appropriate manner so that they understand we can tell for very young children we can actually create stories to tell them what covid-19 is all about for slightly older children who understand things we can explain things to them and it is also important for us to explain to them that this is not going to last forever the more we uh, follow the guidelines the shorter these kind of times are going to be you know perhaps so that is one thing the other thing is that apart from online classes i think we must also teach them how to be independent now because i have been telling all students that this is a golden opportunity for all of us to actually learn to be independent let's learn kitchen work let's learn how to keep the house clean and more importantly we as family members should be able to spend time with one another which we never had in earlier times because we were too busy for that so now we spend more time quality time with one another and thereby we focus on developing the relationships that we have at home we develop we now have time to develop our hobbies you know mm -hmm. earlier we didn't have the time and instead of the outdoor activities we can now definitely have play indoor games and we have more of indoor activities which can be playing ludo carrom or for that matter any other indoor game or maybe you know pursuing our hobbies uh, hobbies apart from that following a daily timetable for all students it's very important sleeping okay. on time maybe by 10 or 11 at night and having at least 8 hours of sleep because sleep always reduces sleep, uh, stress okay. and waking up in the morning regular physical exercise 
regular mental exercise in the form of meditation and yoga or mindfulness training and having a timetable for eating healthy food for your uh, leisure activities and for your online classes because why uh, you know when we talk about stress management one some of the reasons why we are most stressed out is because we don't know why we are restricting ourselves to our home so we need to know that and apart from that another thing to manage stress it is very important to avoid watching covid-19 news round the clock right. to know about covid-19 is important but to be overburdened with a lot of information about the virus about vaccine about uh, herd immunity etc you know children especially they are not mature enough to be able to handle so much of information yeah, so that's how they should avoid watching such news and maybe you know spend more time into more with more uh, doing more positive activities like music reading a book or uh, spending quality time with family members etc i think stress can be managed to a great extent that way right okay uh, i'll come back to you dr sangeeta there are few queries that have come in uh, yes. ujwal chandra bardoloi has uh, written in asking will the new guidelines hamper completion of education syllabus uh, who would like to take that dr banishri should, should not be yeah. already reduced the, the syllabus is already reduced by the uh, by the cbse syllabus is already yeah. 30% syllabus right. is reduced so that is why that is why after the reduction of syllabus we have come up uh, they have come up with these new guidelines so uh, so definitely they have thought about it after 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 all the you know uh, uh, you know thing into all, all these issues that they, they have come up with this policy yeah absolutely in a way yeah in a way like uh, syllabus has been reduced by 30% and if we have to bring in this guidelines of pragyata then if somehow the syllabus doesn't get finished so the like the concerned like board is willing to reduce it by 50% or so as in when like the things take up they are going to do it according to like it's a child friendly educational system so as in when they like how they can cope up accordingly they will be doing it so we will have to wait and watch how the things are happening yeah there is a lot of flexibility seen uh, in the policy makers lots of flexibility yes. focus on positive psychology like avoiding the negative news and also for possible so those are essential so exam we cannot replace uh, online uh, the classrooms or the process of assessment uh, for the time being because we know it's not our choice it's a compulsion as banashri ma'am said at the same time uh, this is we we all agree that online cannot be a replacement for physical classroom that is undoubtedly the best it serves all purpose but now what i remember is a very nice quote of a quote of john wooden who said do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do so i believe like assessment we have started with assessment we are doing a little bit of weekly assessment we are going on with our midterm assessment too but uh, we told children that it's nothing about to take stress you have nothing to prove to anybody in the world you have to prove yourself 
so so far possible with the flexibilities and uh, so far they are comfortable with the syllabus course whatever the portion we have decided so we have always taken their consent like so that they are not into stress we take care of their stress because if we do not take the assessment if we really put a complete full stop on it then it might happen children might not take the learning process seriously so at least our motive is let them learn whatever they can uh, because challenges are there we know and our the sole purpose of education is to transform these challenges into cheer so we say the students that there are a lot of issues like how much authentic it is there will be scope for cheating these and that so we are carrying out all the possible so uh, processes so far possible so that students evolve and we also evolve with experiences because it's a process we are learning we are evolving every day with the experiences what sankita ma'am told about policy makers really need to think we okay. we are actually being changed every moment of our decision so it's essential we have to take care so that they are yeah. not stressed we cannot yeah. ignore assessment we have to do okay uh there's this very important question that has come in uh, from atri sharma the question is how will a student with special needs particularly visually handicapped do online classes dr rashmi barwa would you like to take this and then this question goes to all of you in fact because this is a very important thing what about the specially able child what about the visually impaired yeah it's a it will be a big challenge for them in fact it will just not be possible for them to do this but in that case i feel that your exam learning is not everything you know sometimes it happens in the life you know to become a good student it's nothing like that you have to appear that exam you have to get good marks so by chance there if there are some students who all are visually challenged maximum what they can do the parents can help them and otherwise they should not take the things they should be teaching they can just give this thing and it's just a message from my side to them you know that if you say this kind of situation it exists for some time like if you go back to 1920 that time also it was there for one year after that it has become over so we have to be patient we have to wait some time and then we have to go accordingly so those people you know it's not required for them to take stress for that All right. I'll come back to you, uh, Dr. Rashmi Barwa. Yeah, uh, Dr. Banasri, your thoughts on this question? Yeah. Particularly. See, for the visually impaired students, like you don't have to worry because audio, audio things are there. So when the lecture is being done, they can easily hear. And for examination purpose, we can put a viva for them or a group discussion. So they are in a positive trend. So they don't have to worry about their physical, like the incapacity. So that is what I want. Right. Uh, so here's another question. Yes, yes, Doctor Mridushmita. Yeah, I yeah. just like to add, like in our school, we have one child with a uh, uh, this one autism problem. So there, like teacher, the only one teacher is specially dealing with the child. Okay, like for uh, the students, the question paper is different. Its time slot is different. The uh, the teacher takes a call with him, uh, the student, and explains all the questions. So the personal touch, so far possible, has to be given to that child with special needs. Okay, so there is this other query that has come in. How does uh, 
a child appear for online exams and as parents how is it possible to create a exam hall scenario at home dr banashu it is very difficult because i can understand parents are also facing a lot of problem because they are sharing their bedrooms and all these things are there but at the same time for that purpose for that day they can vacate the area for the child and then the child can easily have a like confined atmosphere where they can do the examination plus like the, uh, like the atmosphere should be like uh, developed in the household also that you are giving an exam it's equally important although it is visual exam but it is that importance should be inflicted by the parents also that will create a lot of like positive essence in the child okay before i bring in kasturi another student she is a bed a fourth sem student uh, she is studying in usdm before i bring kasturi in i would like to uh, get this question across to dr sangeeta datta uh, what about this the question has come from debargha roy about has written in again some thoughts on how parents can facilitate a better learning environment of course if any of our educators wants to take this question please feel free dr rashmi barwa dusmita datta any one of you meher if you guys would like to respond to this particular question yes uh, parents can definitely facilitate and they are already facilitating otherwise online classes wouldn't have been possible because uh, when we talk about online classes what we need to understand is the student here is in a home environment and uh, the student is connecting with the teacher um uh, through internet so therefore the home environment that we are talking about maybe the room in which the student is seated uh, for the online classes has to be noise free it has mm -hmm. to be comfortable you know uh, because now it's summer also so it has to be comfortable it has to be as far as noise free as possible there has to be minimal distraction in the room and apart from that since we were also talking about differently able children and uh, i would like to mention here about some intellectually challenged children or children having attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or for that matter autism etc so parents may have to or also for very young children parents may have to sit with their kids during the online classes because some children because of their intellectual disability or because of because they have a special specific learning disability or because they have attention deficit hyperactivity problem they're very hyperactive they cannot sit in one place for a long time and attend classes so in such situations i think parents or and also for very young children parents may have to sit for half an hour with them while the classes are going on so that they receive assistance from their parents also uh the environmental issues are there assistance from parents is there and of course parents will always have to reinforce these students uh in a you know if they show the right kind of behavior so you know reinforce them with some proper rewards rewards in terms of appreciation a hug a kiss etc uh, mostly non material rewards so uh, those things will have to be practiced by parents if online classes uh, have to be really fruitful that's there and for older children what i would like to mention the role of parents here a lot of uh, parents have spoken to me regarding this they say that some of the um, you know adolescents 
um, they say that they are attending online classes, but they are actually maybe do, uh, playing video games or something, you know, or maybe they are maybe on onto online pornography or etc. Because I've faced parents, parents have come to my clinic with these issues. So in such cases, what needs to be understood is that uh, there has to be a relationship of trust between parents and children. It is not just about online classes. It is about life in general. And this relationship of trust has to be inculcated from a very young age. It, it again talks about we have to go back to upbringing issues. So that is there. So what is called trust cannot be developed overnight. That is one thing. And I personally and professionally do not believe in uh, the chore police game, you know, between parents and children because it is not nice, you know. So apart from that, nowadays, of course, with a lot of online classes happening, the new apps which have de been developed. So these apps actually allow parents and teachers to uh, monitor what uh, students are exactly doing. Uh, around up, you know, maybe at a particular point. So these apps are there, so they can be monitored. But again, right. having said all this, maybe people, some people will have to monitor their kids through apps, uh, which have been recently developed because of online classes. But uh, I think it's again ultimately uh, about having a relationship of mutual trust, respect, yes. and understanding okay. between parents right. and children, between yeah. teachers and children, so that you know. Um, you know, there has to be honesty and trust ultimately so that, you know, children also are responsible and accountable for what they do. And uh, discipline has to be practiced properly. Not only this is not only during COVID-19. When we talk about discipline, it has to be democratic discipline where children are given rights, but they are also given responsibilities. So I think right. these kind of practices will actually ease out the whole process and will make online learning also much easier. Wonderful. And and parents can uh, parents will definitely you know if they are good facilitators I mean in all these areas managing the environment being there sometimes when it is required and also developing that relationship and um, uh, inculcating that sense of mm -hmm. accountability responsibility in their children I think um, they not only become good facilitators but they become uh, you know they they, they are com companions you know to these students right. in in the entire learning process and learning okay. becomes easy and wonderful wonderful yeah it becomes more fun life becomes yes. fun in fact. it becomes yes so it does fun. yes when you have your parents as your best friends so uh, yes okay. yeah before we go any further let me quickly bring in kasturi uh, kasturi is a uh, class 12 standard uh, sorry she is a BA fourth same student uh, she's studying in USTM so just uh, let's listen into about uh, listening to kasturi's experiences there okay i think we are having a net issue with kasturi okay we will bring her in as in as and when she is able to connect with us all right, going back to our discussion, uh, I would like to hear from you because no doubt about it, each one of you as teachers must be going through a lot of stress because this I'm sure has not been easy for any one of you. And the sudden change and the pace at which everything is moving, just not giving any one of us to sit back and think or plan the way maybe each one of you would have loved to. I would like to hear from you as teacher, what are your thoughts? We have all been talking all the while about the children, about the students. Let's hear about you guys, because I know it's been tough for each one of you. 
let's start with dr rashmi bhai uh, yeah so regarding that it's a big challenge for all of us as i have told before for many of us told when beginning it started it was you know we had to cope up with the online teaching learning evaluation and all methodological structuring and all so first we had to you know adjust ourselves to with this online teaching and then we had cope up the students also they were not very happy in the starting they were many of them were not happy also so again we had to impress or we had to convince students how to go ahead and many many students were having infrastructure problems many of our students were not having computers so they used to call and used to tell us ma'am we cannot join your zoom class because i'm not using my laptop i got that sibling he or she is using the laptop so we used to get confused we teachers always feel happy when our students are happy so when students used to come up with this kind of problems we really used to get turned out and again poor network that the company used to get from rural people and many times it happens especially it and rural so for mba the practical exposure going to the you know taking students for the industry and all very required the student used to complain us what will happen what about the campus recruitment every year this time all you know industries used to come for the campus recruitment this time nothing like that so students were very unhappy and they used to call us and ask us so we were really feeling very stressed for that now somehow students also are understanding that this is unavoidable everywhere it is happening all over the world this is the scenario so they are getting adjusted to the scenario now so once they are understanding we are also happy now all right dr mridul smita how has the whole thing changed and how are you coping with the kind of stress that you must be going through yeah it's true as a teacher we have to go through a lot of stresses it's true it's a total new process the first and foremost question was how to make the class effective how to ensure that everybody is learning actually i'm taking taking my class and the most uh, the most important difficulty i face is i always tell to the students that when we are in the physical classroom your eye speaks the truth and i can make out how much you can connect to the lesson and how much you couldn't i can immediately revert back and call uh, talk to you discuss but here the screen screen in between you and me is uh, uh, somewhere obstructing our connectivity our connection so we have to actually redesign our policies Uh, so that we can really connect to the students and that has increased the stress a lot because almost even after the class class is not enough we need to keep on answering their queries their uh, doubts uh, over phone or through whatsapp chat so we almost like it's a 24/7 we are there with them and at the same time like how to cope with the stress uh, the only thing that gives us a uh, really uh, so the stress is a break like last week we had a break suddenly our principal mom decided a break on friday saturday and sunday sundays as usual and there was no phone calls no meetings suddenly it helped us to relieve all our muscles and nerves so even we are planning now that maybe as this process is going to continue we cannot avoid it we all must stress whether you take parents parents have to do a lot of 
you know, they have to take a lot of responsibility now because how to help their kids in coping up with the classes, but then uh, online submission of assignment, they are taking care. So uh, we are planning that uh, maybe um, in every two months of session, let us have a break of suppose uh, one week. Yesterday only we were discussing that just to release the tension because it's a stress for everybody, whether it is a parent, teacher, and student. That's right. as we all agree. So we have to think and plan. Yes, yes, Mehir. Uh, yeah, uh, initially, oh, in, uh, yeah, after Mehir, I'll come to you, Dr. Sangeeta. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, when initially the, the classes had come to us, uh, most of us, uh, I think all the teachers here in my in the panel would agree to me, most of the teachers, I think 90% of us, we are technologically impaired. We'd never heard of something like Google. We never heard something like Google Classroom. Something totally new that was that had banged on our head all of a sudden. All right. It was a big bang on us. And then after that, as we started, it was a hit and trial method. It was a hit and trial method. We did not know how to use the device. If I click this, sometimes I would be out of the classroom as well. So, you know, this is this was such a, sometimes it would be a funny situation. Sometimes it would be a, a, a big battle as to what happened to my device. Why am I being out of the class all of a sudden? What did I do? Where did I go wrong? So, you know, because we were technologically impaired, most of us, Yes, of course, me as well. You know, uh, uh, it was very difficult for us to cope up with that initially, right? And at the same time, as uh, as of, we are talking about stress, stress is manifold here. We are not having any fixed working hours. No fixed working hours here. We were working, they were fixed working hours in a physical classroom. We worked, we came out. And then there was, of course, professionally, we are always into the our institution. We are always, you know, our, our hearts and minds are always into the institution. But then, uh, you know, when we were having our normal classes, this, uh, they were, we had our normal working hours. Here, yeah. what happens, even though we are not doing the classes, there is something behind uh, the mind, something working yeah, behind the mind. It is. It is behind the mind. What are we going to come next? What What is What is next that is going to come up, right? And how are we going to deal with that? Every day is a challenge. Every minute is a challenge. Every minute is a brainstorming session for uh, for all of us as teachers. I would just like to add another thing. As in 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 certain families, you know, logistic issues. If I if I would say, you know, there are certain families where there are siblings. The mother, the parents working, and then they're like the children. There are siblings, and they are having. They have to share devices, or you know, they they are all working at the same time. They have classes at the same time. So those are again, where do you where do you create those secluded atmospheres for each and every child in that family? We do not have such, uh, you know, such uh, big, uh, you know, uh, bungalows where we have, I mean, like normally I'm saying, yes, people yes. might have, but I'm normally saying, yes. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, so it, uh, it creates an environment for each and every child in such a family also, it becomes difficult, right? right. So, uh, you right. know, every day, as I say, is a challenge for, uh, for okay. teachers, for families, for students, everybody. 
Right. Quickly to Dr. Sangeeta, request you to keep it brief because I'm really running short of time. And then finally, I would like to say to Dr. Bharat. Yes. Every cloud has a silver lining. So uh, like teachers have said, even some students would tell you that earlier they were not so techno savvy, but maybe COVID-19 has made us you know, techno savvy. Yes. So let's yes. look at the silver lining. Another thing is that if there is one smartphone or one device at home, I think people have also learned the beauty of sharing a device with other family members. So that's there. Uh, this reminds me of uh, George Bernard Shaw, who said, you see, th uh, see things and say, why? But I dream of things that never were and say, why not? So change is the most constant thing in life. And yes, we are going through a lot of changes, but let's accept the changes. And that way we become more resilient as teachers, as parents, as children. We become more resilient. And trust me, the more resilient we are, the less vulnerable we are to developmental ailments like depression or anxiety or even getting burnt out. So let's accept things as they are. Let's live in the present. And if we live well in the present, I'm sure we are heading towards a beautiful future. And instead of saying, asking why, let's start asking why not. And then things will be easy. I would have loved to end it on that note, but I want to hear from Dr. Banashri about the stress and how she has been coping with this new change that has just taken everybody by storm. Dr. Banashri. Yeah, I totally agree with all of y'all because even I'm stressed to be very right. frank, right from adapting to the technology and from 6.30 to 12.30, you were on the line all the time because students have so much of queries. Even after the classes are over, they're asking you so many things. You have to settle them. And then the other thing of getting your ration and your bead not coming, this thing, tackling everything and self-motivating was an issue. But we are running through it. We are still okay with it and we will learn through it. And I'm so happy that Dr. Sangeeta has given us a lot of insights how we can like be motivated and stay happy. But this thing is really simple to be very, very honest. Yes, though I'm sure we had a lot more issues to discuss and talk about. Maybe we will have another round of a similar kind of a lovely conversation. And I would really uh, like to end this particular show on the note of, uh, you know, repeating what Dr. Sangeeta has said, but let's ask ourselves, instead of asking why, let's start asking why not. And always look at that silver lining, which is always there behind the clouds. So lovely having all you ladies on the show one more time. And uh, thanks to all the um, students who were there to join me today. Thank you. And thank my viewers for watching the show. Thank you so much. We wish each of you all the best. And really thanks each of our teachers for being there for us and doing that great, wonderful job. Because without each one of you, we would have not been what we are today. Thank you. Thanks to all our teachers. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.